0: Get, I
1: want to get married. Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to episode 80 of Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, co hosts Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old
0: and something new.
1: It's time to listen to your, your idea Do, Do Crew. This is so exciting. We are interviewing Amy Shay Jacobs, the founder and creative director of Chandelier Events in New York. Her work has been featured in the New York Times, Vogue magazine, InStyle, on Good Morning America, and The Real Housewives of New York City. But before starting her own event planning company, she was part of the Knot since its inception. You know, arguably the internet's biggest wedding planning website. I've got a feeling you won't want to miss this one.
0: Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Thank you for making time. I know we had yes. to reschedule uh, a couple <laughs> of times, but why don't you why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners?
0: Sure. Um, My name is Amy Shea Jacobs. I'm the founder and creative director of Chandelier Events. We are a um, boutique planning and production design firm for weddings and bar mitzvahs and milestone events. We do lots of corporate brand launches. Um, If it's a party, we plan it. So um, I have been in the industry for about 20 years and I uh, chandelier will be 13 this coming spring. And prior to that, I was the head of PR at The Knot from its startup days. So I have a really unique experience within both the weddings and the wedding industry um, itself.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that you were involved in The Knot that long
0: ago. Yeah, I was one of their first 100 employees. So I worked there really from the ground floor. I was Carly's publicist um, for many years, Carly and David's PR uh, girl, and I um, really liken that to my MBA. Mm-hmm. So it was working in, in a dot .com when things were called dot .coms because <laughs> this was pre-Google um, and shortly after they became their own URL, once they left um, keyword weddings on AOL and, and became their own WWE. The Knot.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 22 when I started working there. I'm 41 now, so um, I really learned about weddings from, from the ground up. I've always loved weddings. Um, I went to UNC Chapel Hill, and I have a degree in international studies and music, so naturally that makes me qualified to plan weddings, but (laughs) (laughs) really every day at three o'clock on TLC, I watch the wedding story um, in my sorority house, um, back-to-back episodes, and um, somehow I always knew that I'd be a natural. So when I went to work for The Knot, um, my job there, um, amongst wearing many hats, because that is what you do when you work up in a startup incubator, mm-hmm. um, organization that the knot really was, um, one of the many roles that I got to play as head of PR and events were both planning events for the company, but also producing, um, weddings that were on television. So the today mm. show wedding mm. and weddings on Oprah and the view and, um, on TBS movie in a makeover, you know, where if there was a wedding, we were planning it. Um, and I was very much a part of that, um, and bringing that together for TV, but also for real people. Um, and I was also, you know, creating, you know, great um, content for trends and tips. So when I say I liken it to an MBA in business, I do. But I also like to say that it's like my wedding MBA, too. Mm-hmm. I really learned. <laughs> in the house and I know Pretty much every unique fact about you know about weddings there could possibly be, but I don't pretend to know everything. I just happen to have lots of random wedding trivia that you can ask
1: me. <laughs> well, you can't know everything. We've we've learned that through yes. all the amazing pros that we've talked to. Uh, everyone has such a diverse background of experience mm-hmm. that it, it would be impossible for one person to know anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Nor do I think that you can be all things to everybody. You know, in our Mm -hmm. role as wedding planners and designers and producers, it's our job to know a little bit about everything. Mm -hmm. But um, and to to have that expertise is really important. But to then, you know, I liken it to starting your own company. You have to be able to be the CEO and to delegate um, the the specifics to the experts that you trust who that is their wheelhouse. And so, um, you know, while it's really important that I give my clients and couples um, lots of variety mm-hmm. within their choices and give them um, some control about the vendors they're working with. On the flip side of that, um, you know, the vendors that I work with. I have vetted for both, you know, talent, but also um, their business acumen and how professional they are and how we all work together as a team. Because Mm -hmm. on the day of an event, you know, and I I have had events um, at the New York Public Library, for instance, I planned a wedding for 185 people. And on our full staff list that we gave to security, there was 122 names on it. So I can't possibly know. What number one hundred through one hundred and twenty-two are doing? That's not my job, but I do have to trust that numbers four, five, and six—you know, my my florist, my photographer, my uh, lighting tech, mm-hmm. my um, power—you know, tech, uh, the fabricator—that that they know how to communicate down the line and chain of command, so that we can all. Put together something magnificent and so you're only as good as the city that you surround yourself with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: i like the way that you say that we uh we had recently talked with tarika skaggs another pl- planner down in georgia and she had talked about that as well being the um you're more than the quarterback you're the the head coach and you're getting your defensive coach and your offensive coach and all that because you can't know everything but everything but with that that level of trust that's so important
0: and you've had to have walk the walk because i mm-hmm. always say we have to plan 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 there will always be something you cannot plan for always this is just <laughs> the nature of events i mean i cannot even begin to tell you the things that have happened that you're like okay i never would have seen that one coming but you have to have the experience to be able to be flexible and be resourceful and and the people around you who are um experienced also to find solutions because you're, you're live, you Mm -hmm. know, in someone's lifetime moment, (laughs) you're live, you know, there are things that you can't control, you know, as much as I'd like to control the weather, that's not what I can do, but you have to have contingency plans and you have to have your, um, your pivots and and your team ready to do that. So Tarika's, you know, metaphor of being the head coach with your, you know, your other coaches working with you and your quarterback on the field, by the way, is also down the chain of command talking about that. um, I liken the job on the day of the event to being in the production suite with like 15 TVs going at one time and all the cameras and being able to see the field Um, from every single angle Mm -hmm. and hours ahead of time. I can tell you six hours ahead of time when something's going to go off the rails sometimes (laughs) experience and doing it and just knowing it. And, and so when you are, you know, the leader or the, the head coach at an event, you have to be thinking not just about all the different components that are coming together and coming to be, you also have to think about the timeline and how decisions and factors and staying on that timeline or things that are changed earlier in the day, how that's going to affect what's gonna happen later. Mm -hmm. And then really work, you know, it just never, people always say, oh, everything is planned, you're done. And I always say, okay, everything is planned. We're only fifty percent done. We're not done until this baby it, they're rolling the tables out and that the linens are picked up in return. Yeah. yeah so it's it's a lot of that and um and I think there is tremendous value um in being a wedding professional in terms of taking care of your community and watching out for your vendors and um. Being pro- like professional um, with your planners if you're a vendor, because if you make my job easy, I'm going to hire you every time because you make me look good to my client and you make it possible for me to do what my client wants without a headache. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, um, a lot of, you know, weddings today are being planned by couples who have real um, professional lives. They have different um, expectations because we live in a world of instant gratification where, you know, they have every possible idea available to them on Instagram and Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you have to be able to, to manage what their expectations are of you, um, and give that professional layer to a very artistic world. So, um, that's, that's a lot of what I spend my time doing. I like that. That's
1: That's, awesome. (laughs) And that's, and it's, it's funny you lay it out like that, but that's so much that you do i mean there's there's so much to think of and, and so much to take into account and like you said nothing ever goes to plan
0: well usually it does i will tell you At chandelier events if someone's like oh my god <laughs> it looks exactly the way you said it would that's because that is exactly what i told them it would look like perfect <laughs> say, oh my goodness we're on time i'm never on time mm-hmm. i'm like that's because i have made sure that we are on time i love <laughs> so, it so um, but, you know, you just never know. There, it, mm-hmm. it's a, An event is a living, breathing organism. People are not the control. They are the variable. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be um, a relative that you're worried is going to get a little bit too tipsy <laughs> at the <a> reception. <laughs> or, you know, a, a linen that, you know, a linen order. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I had a linen order come in. Um, one linen too short. And it was on a holiday weekend. I <sighs> would have some linen. And, you know, for a good three hours, we were like, okay, who can we call? How can we call them? Um, How can we get it here? We can't get it in a truck. Okay. Can we Uber it here? Like an, and it oh, was like, what yeah. team, like what you can do, because when you're going live and you have no linen and a wood table, and mm. one of these things is not like the other, <laughs> you have, what it takes to make it make it amazing and also not make it stress for your couple. Mm-hmm. So, um there's always going to be things and I, I tell my couples all the time at the beginning of the process that you know, you have to pull back and 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 the emotion of it is so important. No one's walking down the aisle naked. You will have your dress. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one is going to not have flowers. If they come in maybe a slightly different color, you know, that happens, but generally that's why I choose florists to if there's going to be a problem at least I know about it several days before and we don't hide it from a client um mm-hmm. but flowers are are natural like their nature mm-hmm. they come from places that, and they grow based on the ecology and and if the cherry blossoms aren't opening up because there's been a freeze then then you have to pivot and pick a different blossom so yeah it's it's the nature of of it all
1: yeah yeah and that's what I meant by nothing ever goes to plan most of the time things will go mostly to plan Mm -hmm. but almost always there's one or two things where you have to pivot on the day of and and having somebody in control who is experienced you know it's it's so important to have that because when the experience that I've had I've here out here we've done a lot of DIY weddings and unfortunately when something doesn't go to plan then you know if there's no planner if there's no head coach there then all the players are scrambling and I've had to do any number of things from announcing the wedding party into the reception to, uh, or organizing the plates coming out for the reception dinner, all manner of things. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's why like teamwork really does make the dream work. Like mm -hmm. that's why the vendors that you work with have to, you know, be willing to do other jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and remember that this is someone's special day. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, like work together find ways to say all right you know what here's the situation um and how are we gonna handle it and what resources do we have? Because it's a lot of MacGyver. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yes. a little bit yes. like, you know, and I have been in situations that I would like him to be MacGyver. I've been in situations in a non-wedding world. I once had to put up a restaurant in the Anaheim Convention Center um, in a booth for a corporate client. And it was like restaurant wars on top Chef. <laughs> oh my gosh no storage. I had no running water. I had one outlet and I, my my clients wanted to have, you know, every hour, you know, 18 people sit down for a three course tasting menu and they wanted real China. And I was like, (laughs) I so much, I'm like, if I could literally dig a basement cellar here, I would, but I have nowhere to put my dirty dishes. So um, I ended up hiring an amazing chef out of LA. His name um, is Matthew Anton from Modern Art Catering because he was a little bit, he was very experienced and Mm -hmm. he had done a lot of celebrity events but he was a little bit renegade in that Mm -hmm. he was gonna be willing to be flexible with the scenario. And we hired a guy to keep dirty dishes in his car for two days in the park. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and he came up with a way with a no running water and one outlet to sous vide lobster and a sous vide machine for every course for two hundred people for two days. Oh my gosh! And, was and perfect and amazing. But you have to be able to like find vendors that think that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we are going to say, "Oh, you know," and I'm I'm a solutions girl. So if there's a problem. I always say to my team or any vendor that works with me, you know, unless it is totally force majeure, there is just no way that we can fix a problem because it is completely unrealistically out of our control. As in like, Mm -hmm. that's a lot because I like to control everything. Um, But if I have... um, if I have a solution in front of me, you know, I'd rather someone come to me and say, there is a way to get around this. And you may not like the idea, but I'm, I'm going to come to you with solutions because having naysayers around is not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Having people who are realistic, you know, I once had a wedding where, um, where there was a street fair that was not sanctioned that popped up and I had to call <laughs> the groom and you know, there's a street fair uh, on 6th Fifth Avenue, like right in front of your wedding venue, and oh my God. you know, therefore, I, like, I had to deal with that and put my team members on making him at least feel comfortable with knowing, like, we have a game plan to move valet, and you know, I'm going to move valet around the corner despite what anyone says, and I'm going to hire my brother to put on a tuxedo and stand on Madison Avenue there and redirect traffic. <laughs> <for> yep. <hours. laughs> your brother and you know, that's what you do, but we make it happen. And really at the end of the day, what you want to do is insulate your clients from that kind of stress. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're planning your own wedding and it's DIY, don't wait to the last minute and don't um, put too much pressure on yourself to do things that, you know, that are impossible, Mm -hmm. you know, lighting a venue with bistro lights is not something that you just go to like Michael's or Hobby Lobby and buy bistro lights and put them up over your dance floor the morning of your own wedding. So, (laughs) Nope. Find somebody to do that for you, even if it's your uncle who is a contractor or the venue, see if the venue can help you with that or if the florist can help you with that. But you wanna set realistic expectations for what you can do because on your wedding day, you want to be present, and you want to be a guest, and you don't want to look at your watch. You want mm-hmm. to be there with your nearest and dearest mm-hmm. and those people that are around you. And at that point, you know what? No one knows if something is missing, unless it's, like, your spouse. Um, <laughs> no one really knows what's missing. If you planned something, if you just did not get to the fancy card box that you wanted, no one's going to know that you had a plan for it. Just get a regular one. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. No one's looking at or judging you, and if they're judging you on your wedding, then they're not your friends anyway. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's a reflection on them, not on you.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I know that's it's hard to say because I've planned events myself, and it's so easy to get yourself in to the mindset of my wedding is all eyes on me Mm -hmm. and judgment of you know of me but really my trick is if you spend your time trying to make your guests comfortable and accommodated and be thankful and gracious that they're there and if you dance they'll dance then then that's that's the focus Your focus should be on giving your guests the experience, Mm -hmm. not on worrying about what the guests are thinking um, so much that you forget that guests just really appreciate a really good meal and a great drink. Yeah, I run into that quite a bit. I feel like when when I help my clients design their timeline, they'll say, well, I'm worried that people are going to, you know, they're at cocktail hour, they're going to get bored or they're going to do different things. And I'm like, they're just excited to be there for your day. They're not even going to notice how much time passes, you know, it's. People worry yes. about those things and I, I just don't, their guests aren't sitting there staring at their watch going, oh, okay, it's time for dinner, or, you know, whatever right. it is. So it's, I always tell sure. them it's totally fine. I, you know, I always try and um, work, my, my timelines, I've gotten really good at helping to fill in spaces mm-hmm. where brides would say, I don't want anyone to look down on their phone at yeah. my wedding. I don't really want anyone to get to be, you know, focused on, a sports game because they're bored and the course is is not on the table yet when the band sits everyone down. Mm-hmm. I really try and build my timelines around guest behavior. That being said, guests love a cocktail hour. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I say all the time to my to my couples, I'm like, "Do you remember what charger that was on the table at the wedding that you went to 2 weeks ago?" And they're like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you remember? You remember X, you remember Y. Um, you remember having awesome time drinking your whiskey cocktail mm-hmm. with your best friends that you've seen, you know, haven't seen since college at that wedding. Right. And, and so it's always about pulling people out, because when you're planning a wedding, um, it's very easy to get, you know, lost down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: so i love when you're talking about how you want your your couples to put things you know put things in your hands and in your control they have the 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 vision but you want them to trust you so how do you go about finding and and choosing which couples to work with
0: well i mean i i find that in some ways it's it's like the right couples click with me if i'm going to be someone's planner there's got to be a love connection a little bit at the beginning. So, uh, you know, people come my way, um, if I'm available, you know, obviously it's, it's number one, sure. um, number two, you know, I really like to ask them up front what their vision is mm-hmm. and what kind of wedding they're looking to do. Um, and, and how many people they're going to have and, and who's involved in planning that. Um, and what, what their true wants and, and needs are and then also their budget. I think it's really important that, you know, it's really hard to talk money because it doesn't it doesn't always feel comfortable. But I think being on the same page with um, my clients, you know, on all factors is a way that it naturally just creates that connection and um, you know at chandelier i really pride myself on you know things will always be elevated and beautiful and elegant and i definitely have a defined mm-hmm. style um but i also you know like to give my couple structure i think that my professional background is something that a lot of my clients relate to um, but the most important thing is like the feels the emotional stuff and helping them to get off of their lists and off of the decisions and get into what a wedding is about mm-hmm. which i know you know is so critical because um if we can have that emotional connection if somebody is going to get goosebumps from an yes. idea that i come up with <laughs> it's generally because their wedding you know the ideas that i'm going to give them are it's it's a wedding interpretation or the wedding lens of what their love story is mm-hmm. so i if love that gets because i have taken you know a story about the their grandparents being best friends and them not even knowing it until they became a couple and then all of a sudden that becomes like the folklore behind you know we call it in judaism the besher to the meant to be Mm -hmm. um that you know they were destined to meet and marry and fall in love and start a family and continue that tradition. If I hear that story and I can come out with a way to incorporate that into their wedding, or if someone has passed away, how to incorporate that in a celebratory way, or something as simple as like serving. You know, I had a groom who was like, I will never ever eat salad. So I just don't <laughs> want to serve a salad at my wedding. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well that's clearly our priority. Yes. And I said, well, what do you eat? And he said i eat mac and cheese i said okay (laughs) very first wedding Uh where i have mac and cheese for the first course oh my god that's really cool that's the best thing i've ever heard in my life (laughs) like you you know i do a lot of listening Mm. um and i do a lot of listening also because there's a real trust that goes into things people have are nervous people um have very high expectations Mm -hmm. of wedding planners you know they they expect that you're in some way some most of my clients don't feel this way but i just feel like there's visions of wedding planning gone wrong um and just bad stories that people you know tell and then there's also um Make, you know, if you're busy, like I'm a busy planner, we have a lot going on all the time, but I really try and make my clients feel like they're my only client. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of hard to do. It's a, it's a challenge, especially when, you know, you have a following on Instagram um, and people are just watching your every move. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a matter of instilling calm at every, you know, and, and if if there's tension between a client, you know, and you, that's just the nature of business but generally that tension is coming from a place of being nervous mm-hmm. and so i always say that you just care that with attention you know like you can you can deal with that and and really try and give them structure because when you're in when you're a wedding professional you do this every day but when you're the couple getting married you've waited your whole life to do this or maybe not suddenly you find you're getting married but you <laughs> haven't really ever thought about a wedding Um, And so you're extra nervous or, you know, you have to remember that couples often have two sets of parents, if not four sets of parents, if Mm -hmm. not more people in their ear. And so it's a matter of just remaining calm, remaining resolute, not like, you know, I always say though, I, I'm going to be super calm and super kind and always have a solution and always strive to make my clients feel that I am there and I have their back. But on the flip side, I'm not going to be just a yes person and mm-hmm. and yes, everything that they think, um, because that's not why they're hiring me. I'm not their right. butler. I'm their professional. And if something happens on the wedding day, that was really against what I truly think is the best path for them, at the end of the day, they're going to be upset that I didn't tell them up front. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that also being candid and giving explanations and educating is also really important, you mm. know, to that trust process. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. Well, I love all those things that you've touched on. We usually ask our our pros that we talk to, you know, what's your secret sauce? But you just, I mean, you kind of told us all those yeah. great things. <laughs> and I love that. Well, thank
0: you. I always say the the sauce that I'm selling, right? But my (laughs) secret sauce, um, yeah. And I think it's also, you know, I don't just plan weddings, um, although that's where my notoriety is, having planned the knock Gala and the Today Show Wedding. Mm -hmm. And I've planned hundreds of weddings, and I love weddings. I I will never be tired of them. And to be honest, to be a wedding planner, you have to love them to a level of being a maniac. Yeah. In order to do it, it's kind of like childbirth, you know, every time. Um, and I can't choose my favorite because they're all my babies. Um, and, but, but really, um, it's, it's helping people get to a place where they, where they can be a guest at their own event Mm -hmm. and feel that I've heard them.
1: If people want to learn more about chandelier events and learn more about what you do, where's the best place for them to check you out?
0: Um, my website is chandelier events, dot com. I will spell chandelier because everybody <laughs> knows C-H A-N-D-E-L-I-E-R events n y dot com. Okay. However, I am at chandelier Event, no s on all social handles. So a great place to follow me is on Instagram. I'm super active there. I post my own stories. I run my own Instagram. Um, I love answering questions. I love talking to other professionals. I love professionals who send me their work. Um, I'm a huge fan of Instagram. Mm -hmm. Awesome. at chandelier event.
1: Perfect, excellent. And then before we let you go, the last thing that I wanna know And this can be anything either wedding-related or non-wedding-related. Right now in your life, what is bringing you joy?
0: Oh, I love that question. Um, I think that what brings me joy is that I feel that I've cracked the code on being a working artist. You know, I grew up in a time when being an artist was associated with being a starving artist and that you couldn't have a creative career. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I have found a way to build a creative career that fulfills me and my artistic endeavors in a way that um, I never could have imagined and just surprises me every day um, and brings me together with such amazing, wonderful, talented, incredible people. Um, So that is something that builds me tremendous joy on a day-to-day basis. but the other thing is the fact that I've built a family business. My husband um, is a partner in my business. We call him the chief. You'll see him on my Instagram. <laughs> uh, and my son, who is 13, and we just celebrated his bar mitzvah back in October, Yay. has actually started to work with us at Chandelier. Oh, and so cool. That is unbelievable Mm -hmm.
1: that is awesome that's my that's my dream someday my son is just turning three this month so i don't think he's quite ready yet (laughs) but eventually i'd love for him to join me in my wedding business too so i know that family family businesses are really very rewarding so Mm -hmm. that's that's awesome to hear
0: my daughter is like begging to work with me she's nine (laughs) and probably could plan a wedding all on her own she's quite She's amazing. Oh. Um, her name is Mary. We call her Very Mary, but oh. <laughs> Meredith is her full name. But, um, I keep telling her, I was like, "Be a kid, you know, like mm-hmm. you can work with us, but enjoy your childhood because yeah, because you have it, and and that's time mm-hmm. to have joy too. But having a family business is is like a dream come true."
1: It is. Awesome. Well, Amy, we'll let you go to your meeting Mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully, hopefully you will feel better. I know you're under the weather, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today.
0: Well, thanks for having me and definitely keep in touch. And I hope to see you sometime. If you ever come to New York, give me a call.
1: Oh, count on it. What an awesome perspective and amazing amount of experience and history Amy brought to the table. We are so grateful that she took the time to sit down with us. And we're grateful for you too. Thanks again for listening. Remember that if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash youridocrew or by leaving us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss next week's exciting wedding horror story. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot Wedding Wire Facebook and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages.
0: And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo.
1: If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love.
0: Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms.
1: We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback@youriducru.com. At
0: Thanks for listening and here's to love, laughter and happily ever after. Cheers. Cheers. I want again. I want again.
1: Music credits are as follows. Song title I Want to Get Married by artist D. Cylinders from the Free Music Archive. Attribution non commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 International.